Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. Welcome to the Coffee and Comics Podcast. I am your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robinson. On this show, I try to discuss a comic in the span of time it takes to have a little coffee break. This time around, I'm doing mostly that, but with a twist. This time around, I have not done the picking and choosing of the comic. Not at all. Dedicated listener Jason Zeller has asked me to take a look at one of his personal favorites and give it a a little review. And thanks to Jason, I now have a copy of that book. What book is it, you ask? Well, if you are asking, then clearly you didn't read the show notes. The book in question is Gogor, or is it Gogor? Uh, Let's go with Gogor. Gogor, with story, art, colors, and lettering by Ken Gehring. This trade collects the first five issues of Gogor, so my synopsis will be pretty much more general than usual. (sighs) Yeah, I, I, I can't detail an entire graphic novel trade anymore. Oh, I, I have to go with the general. Sorry there, Jason, but... Well, we'll get through it, folks. You'll understand what's going on. But before I get into it, I would like to point out that at the time of recording, Ken Garing has recently concluded a successful Kickstarter to continue telling the tale of Gogor. And I also want to note that, yes, uh, Ken Garing did do basically all the work on Gogor, but I forgot to point out, it is this trade is put out by Image. So, uh, if that helps you um, narrow down your searches when when you're looking for your own copy. We open on an action sequence with a young man named Armano astride a giant rodent. He is on the run from a group of armored men known as the Domus. Or the Domus. Hmm. I, I'm probably going to go back and forth on pronunciations here, folks. Sorry. But you'll get the idea. They are after him because he is in possession of a sacred scroll. They nearly catch Armano until his rodent makes a giant leap from the bit of land they are on to another. Normally, you know, this wouldn't be that dramatic a thing. But it is at this point when we are shown that the world they live in is actually a series of islands that are all floating in a ring. Pretty impressive, I must say. Armano escapes and befriends a small lizard man named Wexel. 
Wexel helps Armano translate the scroll and journeys with him on his quest. Along the way, Wexel introduces Armano to more friends. And eventually they reach Green Peak, a mountainous area where Armano plants a seed he found in the scroll case and recites the words from the scroll. Just then, more of the Domus attack, but Armano has managed to summon Gagor, a hulking plant man who helps defend Armano and Wexel. From there, Armano, Wexel, and Gagor have several adventures on their way to trying to stop the Domus. The Domus have also upped their efforts, though, sending out hired assassin Amfax, a giant snake man, to stop our heroes. Amfax and Gogor battle a few different times across the chapters. At one point, Amfax even removes a bone from Gogor's body, which weakens him. Thankfully, Gogor can uh, regain his strength by uh, crawling into the ground and re-energizing, but... Uh, without that bone, I mean, he's still, you know, weakened quite a bit. At another point, Armano manages to get taken prisoner by the Domus while he investigates a city dedicated to commercialism compared to the people outside its walls who prefer a simple existence. Gogor comes to Armano's rescue, however... Or should I say, thankfully. <laughs> uh, Gogor comes to Armano's rescue, thankfully, and defeats both Amfax and the Domus leader, albeit only temporarily. This leads Armano and Gogor to reuniting with their friends, basically everyone they've met along the way, and setting off on a larger adventure of freeing the world of Altair from the Domus. And that is Gogor, even if the descriptions I give are very vague and brief. So, let's take a quick break, and I'll be back with my thoughts. The Justice League wouldn't help him, so Batman formed a new team. These people of power are all looking for something, be it their past, or a purpose, or simply somewhere to fit in. These are the heroes for a troubled age. They are... The Outsiders. We are the Outsiders. Oh, we are the Outsiders. Covering Mike W. Barr's 1983 series from the very beginning, as they face villains no other team can, like Agent Orange, The Force of July, and the Nuclear Family. <laughs> Puns. This is The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. Look for us with The Huntress Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or listen at our website, thehuntresspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BatOutcasters. We are The Outcasters, because to live outside the law, you must be honest. Okay, so, what do I think of Gogor? Well, in short, I really did enjoy this a lot. It's a very 
fun adventure story that can be enjoyed by kids and adults alike. But why do I say that? So starting off, there's the story itself. It's clearly a fantasy-style adventure. Armano is a student of the natural ways, or more or less, that's how they describe it. Uh, he's basically a monk. He He's, uh, yeah, his people are dedicated to, to learning and just a peaceful coexistence. He doesn't have any magic to help him out. It's only his wits and his skills. However, he's still young, folks. He's never really been out in the world enough to know what true dangers are waiting for him. So this is basically a story where Amano has to grow up along the way. Uh, I mean, basically, he. It, this is kind of like the never-ending story or something similar. Uh, he... He, he, well, he grows up. He matures over the course of the quest a little bit. The art in this can vary between kind of basic to a sprawling, detailed work that depicts beautiful imagery. Uh, you know, it really depends on what Garing's trying to convey. The double-page splash of all the fragments of Altair is beautiful. I love it. It may be one of my favorite out of the book. I absolutely love it. It really reminds me of a book set I read years ago, uh, The Shattered World and The Burning Realm by Michael Reeves. Those, those two books have a similar, similar concept of a broken-up world with floating island fragments. Uh, the story itself, the, the story, folks, overall, it really reminds me of reading stuff like The Only Living Boy. And people who have listened to this podcast before, you know, you, you all know how much praise I give The Only Living Boy. So, I mean, Gogor itself, at times, it's a little fun cartoon. You know, like a just a normal afternoon cartoon adventure of Armano and his giant plant buddy Gogor. And at other times, it's a very serious and gut-wrenching drama when Armano talks to the people in the city that are so obsessed with the newest thing, everything being flashy, and he, he just tries to convey that people are suffering and you know, if they all just shared what they had, everybody could be just, just, um, well, I mean, everybody could coexist peacefully. Um, it's one of those all ages adventures that doesn't feel dumbed down, but it has different things for different ages to enjoy. Again, I go back to the chapter where Armano goes into the city obsessed with consumer culture and everyone bragging about having the latest gadgets while other people starve and free in the streets. This is a powerful moment for any reader. You know, I'm looking at this as a guy in my 40s. I can imagine being 10 years old reading this and going, holy cow, why are they wanting this flashy gizmo? 
Garing definitely knew what he was doing here, folks. So, should you be checking this out? Heck yes! Absolutely! Don't sleep on this one, folks. As I said, if you like The Only Living Boy, you will like this. If you enjoyed The Neverending Story back in the day, you will probably dig this. If you want to show your kids that comics can be fun and tackle serious things at the same time, this is the book you want. In fact, I'm going to double down on that. If you have kids, especially in the, I'll say 8 to 12 range, ages 8 to 12, if you have kids in the 8 to 12 range, get this. Read it with them. Or, you know, give it to them to read and see what see what they take from it and see where where you can be with it you know that's a that's a good back and forth from parents and kids right here on this book that would be something you can all enjoy do together it does not take that long to read that the chapters will fly by but that's not a bad thing it's not overly simple and it's not overly complex. It's it's the right amount of... I, I don't have the right words for it, folks. I mean, I'll, I'll just go back with what I said. It's not dumbed down. You don't feel like you read something that was intentionally created for a Dick and Jane level audience. This is... This is an adult story told in a way that kids can understand and read along with. And that is not a bad thing at all. That is a wonderful thing. So, my thanks to Jason for turning me onto this book. And good luck to Ken on getting the new Gogor adventures going that he's trying to tell. So, let's take another quick break and get to listener feedback. Jeff and Merck present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer, analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures, and absorbing alcohol. We got kids with powers, we got villains with attitude. We got superhero guests, like all of them from the Marvel Universe. We have thematically appropriate beer reviews. We have good jokes and bad song parodies. One stop for all your Power Pack pod-pleasing procurements. And we got alliteration. Find Unpacking the Power of Power Pack wherever fine podcasts are played. Costumes on. Okay, thanks for sticking with me for the feedback portion. This is where I get to show love to everybody who showed some love about the show. Yeah, I think that made sense. Okay, so last episode, as a reminder, Professor Allen joined me to talk about an episode of Archie's Weird Mysteries. That episode got likes, shares, retweets, and all the online love from... Gene Hendricks, Chris Stados, Jay Jones Goldstein, Chris Lydon, Relatively Geeky, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Iowa's Joe Crawford, Trekker Talk, Laurel at Mountainflower One, Luke Jacanetti, Pat Sampson, Gregory Litchfield, Professor Frenzy, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Heather Connor, Bill at Spy Vinyl, Martin Gray, Alan Middleton, David Quinley 2, 
Jackson Zelda and Rad Adventures Network. We got a comment from Darren Sutherland over on Facebook who says, Two calming voices in one episode. This will be smooth. Better than therapy. Aw, thanks, Darren. You're too kind. Chris from BTO and Bat Books says, Deja vu. Great guest. Great host. Great conversation. Great show. Chris, I do believe, said the same thing on the episode prior to that one. But I'll take that praise even if it is deja vu. And we got an email from Jason Zeller who says, I enjoyed hearing you and Professor Allen talking about the Archie's Weird Mysteries cartoon. For some reason, I totally miss this series, but it does sound interesting. I always like the idea of kids getting together to solve mysteries a la Scooby-Doo type of series. Take care and keep up the great work. Well, Jason, I hope you checked out episodes of that show because Archie's Weird Mysteries is still free on Tubi, and uh, still is up on YouTube on the Archie's Weird Mysteries account. So, that pretty much brings this episode to a close, folks. I appreciate you sticking with me for listening in, and uh, if you are like Jason and have a specific comic you want me to discuss, feel free to let me know. I'm always up for ideas. And if I don't have access to it, uh, I can be bribed. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, folks, uh, I do appreciate you listening. And I hope you come back next time for another episode. Because this is the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. Thank <laughs> you.